dude, I love teaching people that kind of stuff because I mean, like, <clears throat> I can do it. You can do it. You can do it awesome, but you're not going to do it the way I do it. And I'd love to see the way you do it. Yeah. yeah. And that and that's the thing. Like, people like worried about people teaching how to tattoo or doing stuff that you do. Like, that's great, but they're not good. They're not going to be you. And that's the biggest that's thing. Like, people are scared that they're going to take your job or take your business. Like, that's great. If they do, then you can just be better. Hey, everybody, we have Squire here who just got done doing a seminar at Electric Fields, and now we're going to interview him about his life and tattooing. Yeah, well, I, I feel like um, like just the conversation that we had this morning, too, but it's like everything that it's like the shop, the merch, your presentations. I feel like your attention to detail is just like next level and i feel like it's something that people like really appreciate it's like i i um i haven't been able to buy any merch from you but just i've i've heard other people talk like a lot of other people talk about it so um do you want to kind of like explain what you do with your merch because like it's pretty next level. yeah i uh i well well, it all started was i started doing more conventions and you know sitting there with the conventions just tons of tattooers and i was just like how can I stand out here among all these people? What's going to make my things different? And I did paint, I did paintings and stuff like that. But you know, you see a painting, you see paint, it's all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not just like going to conventions. You always think about what these other tattooers are going to think about me. You don't care what the clients are usually when you first start. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to impress these other tattooers. So I make stuff that was like targeted towards them, like mm-hmm. cool skulls and all that stuff. And I kind of like, I was like, that's not like my demographic. Like I'm trying to get these people that, want to get tattooed by me and possibly by my merch. So I started like expanding it and I was like, I'm going to market everything, everybody. So I started focusing more on like just the presentation and like having people walk by and like, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And you know, I mean, I was just watching some old, I'm bad. Like I'll go to the shop and like on my phone, I just watch old eighties commercials. Cause it's just fun. It's just nostalgia. You know? Yeah. So I was like, and there was some old logos flying up. And I was like, that's so cool. That'd be cool if I can make my name like an old logo like that. And I didn't know how to use Photoshop that well. Like I knew how to import pictures and like do some stuff in there. And I was like, I'm gonna learn how to do this. And I just busted down and made like a logo, 80s logo. I kind of had a friend make a sticker of it and everybody wanted it. And I was like, this is me now. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I started focusing more on that kind of stuff. I was like, I'm gonna start making these 80s logos. And I kept it really close to that. And I was like, how can I incorporate tattoo designs into this, but not like, straight up tattoo and looking stuff. So I incorporate different colors with it and all that. And I realized I started like getting attention from other people and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to start talking to everybody. I'm gonna, I want to, I want to make a shirt or make whatever that anybody sees that anybody wants to buy. And it's, it's that's kind of where it all started yeah. pretty much. And then, I mean, I always led to like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure it out. Start making commercials and learn how to use like motion graphics and stuff. And it gets, it gets time consuming because I'll yeah. do it. I'll, I'll get really jump, jump really into it. I get into it. I do it for a while, then I stop for about three months. And like, oh, another convention's coming up, and I got to relearn it again. Everything's new, so it's yeah. fun though. It, it drives me crazy, but it's so awesome. you pretty much do it like all yourself, like the marketing, the packaging. I, I do. I wasn't not so Bobby was on, uh, or sorry, Squires on Bobby's podcast a while back, and um, I listened to that. I listened to that episode like a couple years ago, and I like recently started it, but I was like, oh, I don't want to listen to the whole thing because. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to like forget more of this stuff so I could ask some questions. But one of the things that they were talking about is like you do like your own screen printing, even. Yeah, there was. I don't screen print like actual shirts and stuff. I I always 
like want to if somebody buys something for me i want to like make sure it's like super interesting when they get it so i kind of like go above and beyond with pack engine yeah so when they open it up they're like dang that's cool to take a picture this is cool everybody else is like that's cool i want that too so it kind of like gives me the idea like if more interest in you is because like getting something in the mail is like still special people still love getting it in yeah mail. totally so i was like how can i make it extra special yeah totally yeah they were they were saying on that podcast it's almost like apple where like the box is just so yeah. nice. Like you don't want to throw away the box, even though it's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have any use for yeah. this. You know? So that's the thing. Like, I was like, I got this idea. I want to like make these tubes and like the shirt itself. I did it. That's what the, basically the presentation I did in Austin was about like this process of that idea. And um, so I was like, I got an idea. I own these tubes. I want them screen printed. And I started looking around where to get them screen printed. And then, you know, of course it's like one tubes, $10. I was like, I need like 500 of them. I was like, that's a lot of money. I was like, I can do this myself. And it's been way more money on that trying to do it myself than I could have bought it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I like, I started researching, like, how can I screen print these things? And I, I saw some guy build like a screen print, like a screen print tube thing on like YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can do that. And I built it like out of wood and stuff and I, like ordered some screens online and I started screening it and it didn't, I mean, I messed up like hundreds of tubes. And I was like, I'm never going to get this because you had to get like the tube right onto the screen when you pull it, yeah. not the ink goes through and yeah. all that stuff. I have videos of all of it, but um, I finally started rolling with it and I got one and I was like, I did it. Did it again, did it again. And, but it was already like one o'clock in the morning. And yeah. I was like, I got so many to do. If I stop, I'm not going to be able to do it. I did like 30 of them and I stopped. The next morning I tried to get it messed it up and I was like, I give up. I can't do this. So I ended up ordering them and like trying to find them. But I mean, there's people out there who have like, 200 hand screen ones yeah it was special so <laughs> man that's so awesome but yeah so i, I did that and it, it was it was awesome i i think you're such a great example too just like hearing how you always just want to grow um and i just want to make it clear like you said you've been tattooing for 25 years right nine yeah yeah 24 i mean i started in 2000 2001 somewhere around there yeah i mean i, I it was back in the day and looked at a magazine. I was like, I want to try that. Ordered, called and got my stuff in my house and started tattooing in my house. But I think like when I got into a shop kind of thing, probably about three years after that, I was in a shop before that, but like it wasn't around people, I think. So I kind of count like maybe 20 years. Still, I mean, <laughs> 20, 25 years, you're the perfect example. And, and, and Bobby said it where he's like, you either want to be that tattooer in 30 years where people are like, yeah, you know, well, he's been tattooing for 30 years. Yeah. Or you want to be that tattooer that's like, yeah, he's been tattooing for like yeah. 30 years. How long years. have you been tattooing for? So we're just like, oh, how long have you been tattooing for? So, yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. It's usually like when you tattoo for that long, or not usually, but there, there's a lot of people that go in two different directions. Mm -hmm. And even you wanting to like learn how I tattoo and take like a private seminar yeah. from me, it's just like, it's fucking awesome seeing like someone who's been doing this so well for so long, just continually wanting to grow it, and yeah. produce merch and learn new techniques. You're a great example of that. I, I mean, like, I feel like it never ends. Like if I want, I can be that, 30-year tattooer and be like, I'm just doing what I do and be like, I'm content. I'm never content. Like, I can be better. Like, like I come here and I'm like, oh, how can I do this? Like, mm -hmm. it's, just, yeah. it's just like that. Like, I, at the same time, I dive into stuff. I'm like, what am I doing? I look in the mirror like, who are you? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? <laughs> kind of thing. Well, it just seems so, like you really like enjoy learning. I, yeah. I do. I, I don't want to let myself down. I don't want my family down. So like, mm -hmm. is this something I always want to keep going, keep going. And I feel like it's like, I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want, yeah. 
Do you, do you have a, a significant other? Yeah, I've been married as well as for 25 years, almost. Um, we've been together for 25 years, we've been married 20. So we, she's, we've been together before I started tattooing. So she's been on this whole journey with me as well. And we have two kids. Uh, I have a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old and wow. boy and a girl. So. Oh my God, yeah. that's amazing. They're grown adults. <laughs> yeah. They're like full-grown people. Yeah. They're awesome. Um, Yeah, I'm just... First time I, I saw you and all your stuff, I was just blown away by oh, your attention you. detail and everything. And I'm I'm so excited. I guess it's working. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, what's some favorite tools to like produce your graphic designs or uh, I mean, you do don't you do like jewelry, you do shirts. I don't do jewelry. My wife that's my wife's business. Really? So she does all that. She is I say that she is like I have all their stuff displayed when you go into conventions like you saw. Yeah. And she comes up and everybody's like, Oh, look at this. Oh, look at those shirts. Oh, look at this. So like <laughs> Her stuff's the standout stuff. And, you got to step it up, man. And I, I, that's what I say. I was like, I got to step it up. I was like, everybody hates my stuff now. They don't want to buy your stuff. So, but uh, I like, we we do collaboration stuff on designs. So there's like, she has her target audience and I have my target audience with the, the jewelry. Yeah. So I'm like, we should make this, this, and this. And she's like, I'll make this and this and this. Oh and um, so it's like a partnership. Yeah. But we have a like a full like business at our house. So she has the laser cutter and stuff. So we do all laser cut stuff at the house and stuff. And um, for tools, that's what we use for that kind of stuff. So that's the whole reason I bought the laser cutter as well. Cause I was like, after screening these tubes, I was like, well, maybe I can just like engrave them. Got laser cutter and didn't work either. And then my wife's like, well, now you bought this thing. I got to figure out how to make money with it. Yeah. So she can was- I, new, Can she, I ask how expensive that was? Uh, we, well, we searched a little bit and we're like, I'm kind of personal. Like I want the best at first yeah. because I can either get the best first or get the cheapest first and then spend more money. Spend more money. It's going to spend money. But I'm trying to figure it out first. I couldn't build a laser cutter, of course. So we we researched, we were going to get some like, uh, like, like overseas and just like, I was like, where's the technical support? If I can't, I can't call them and be like, Hey, I'm having a problem with it. So we found a place in um, Colorado. It's called Epilog. And the first machine we bought was 17,000. It was a small one. It's probably about the size of this table. It was like the only the cutting space was like 12 by 11. Wow. Um, but then we sold that one because Paige, my wife, she started, you know, progressing and getting doing bigger things. And the second machine we got was thirty five thousand, and this one's like super nice. It has like a camera on it, so you can like actually close in a point where you want to like cut and stuff. Wow! And cut a little thicker material and stuff. And like, I want a bigger one now because even though I'm not using it, but I was like, <laughs> I can make stuff with this. Yeah, that's so we're cool. trying to figure it out. But our like, it's loud. And we, mm -hmm. we like to keep it inside of our house in our, in our office. So if we get something bigger, it has to start going in the garage. And I know my wife doesn't want to work in the garage. So yeah, totally. Um, but for that stuff, but all that stuff ties into uh, use Photoshop, Illustrator, and all that stuff to make the graphics. And so I try to make everything like print ready. So Photoshop first, and I vectorize it and get everything ready so I can scale things to print and wow. all the motion graphics. I make most of it in Photoshop as well because you can do like time frames and key stuff and uh or like After Effects. Nice. So. Hey, and I guess like you utilize maybe YouTube University. YouTube, everything. If I can't figure yeah. something out, I have like I have like four monitors. So yeah. like I'm over here like, how do I do this? And I yeah. put it up here and I'm doing what the guy's doing, watching it. I do it, watching it. And then you kind of like, okay, if he's doing that, I can do this. I can make it better this way. Oh, I can do that, but I can play this. So it's just like a rabbit hole. Yeah. Same thing with PowerPoint. Like I didn't know how to use PowerPoint as well. Yeah. And I was like, Makes making regular slides, making it do this. And I was like, 
it looks like a PowerPoint. And I was like, I don't want to look like a PowerPoint. I want to like, and that's, it goes back to like the wow factor. And I'm like, I want somebody to sit down like after two or three different PowerPoints and they sit down and they like fly into a room with like motion graphics and they'd be like, wow, this is different. Yeah. I'm in for yeah. this ride. And that's, and that's what my whole philosophy is. I want them to be in for the ride. I want them. I like the wow people. Yeah. yeah. I really do. That's like, awesome, yeah. like, why, why you, I guess we, yeah. we just did a podcast with a social media um, expert yesterday and he was all like, he kept saying like, why, why you, why do, why should people listen to you and come to you? That's what makes you different. Um, and that's just so fascinating. Um, yeah, I really want to learn Like, <laughs> I want to learn that now. I want to spice up my presentation. Same. Yeah. I was like in my head, I'm like, Oh dude, what if I did this for the next one? Yeah. And I'm like, I have no idea. I love to, I love teaching people that kind of stuff because I mean, like, I can do it. You can do it. You can do it awesome, but you're not going to do it the way I do it. And I'd love to see the way you do it. Yeah. yeah. And that and that's the thing. Like people like worried about people teaching how to tattoo or doing stuff that you do. Like that's great, but they're not good. They're not going to be you. And that's the biggest uh, thing. Like people are scared that they're going to take your job or take your business. Like that's great. If they do, then you can just be better. Totally. Yeah. And and, and that's the thing. There like, is. and that's what, and that's the biggest thing. Like, so somebody starts tattooing like I do. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's tons of people doing what I'm doing already, but they're not me. And if they are, and they start getting to it, I'm like, well, I'm just going to switch it up and do something different. And yeah, that's what I strive for. Cause I'm like, now I got to work more. I don't, I don't want to be in, or I want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to be content. Yeah. So. We, it's a conversation we have a lot, but I always feel like, um, like when you actually get, like, I feel like the higher level artists, like they're <clears> the ones that are cool with sharing their knowledge. Cause yeah. they're not like, yeah worried about that shit and i feel like it's like the people that are struggling that's like why are you teaching people how to do this you know because yeah. it all comes from a everybody place they're of gonna, they want to learn they're going to learn no oh, matter where yes totally. they're going to learn from you they're going to learn from somebody that's shitty they're going to learn from it's even better than you who knows but they want to learn they want to learn you should be full fortune they want to learn from you you have something to offer that other people don't and i like i said i just love to share knowledge like it's yeah. just hard for me to get it out of my head to get sometimes but like ask me questions i love it yeah, yeah. It's totally yeah and they're Sorry. Yeah, how boring would it be if like if you were the best all the time yeah. and there is nowhere to grow? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so boring. We were having a conversation not too long ago, like specifically about this. Um just worrying about not worrying, but like once in a while, like I'll I'll post pre-designs or something and I'm afraid to like show the whole thing and I'll do it at an angle and then you yeah. know, here. And Still, even with that, I might see mm -hmm. someone kind of like take that idea that I try to like hide a little bit of and like do something right away yeah. with that. And I'm, you know, there are moments where I find myself being like, fuck, like I just want to have like a thing just for a moment, yeah. you know, before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but part of that too is like, I want to trust people to not just straight up copy mm -hmm. and just do their own style yeah. with it. And to like, if they do, then it just means that you have more room to grow and get better. Yeah, and you're exactly. absolutely right yeah. about that. Yeah. That's a conversation that like Bobby's talked about before. Cause like he, he's gotten frustrated in the past of like people like not ripping and stuff, but obviously he's inspired a lot of people. So a lot of yeah. people do tattoos like him. And so that's part of the reason why he, doesn't post so regularly because he's talked about it before he's like if i post something like that's my old shit so like if you want to rip off that's that awesome. like i'm all, i'm already ahead of you yeah, you know? yeah. hundreds of unposted content yeah. it's insane i, I yeah. do too like, yeah this is i try to like i like being 
active on social media, but I try to stay off of it too. This at the same time as a half the second message to me this morning. You know, I was like, oh, I didn't see this. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so I. What inspires you then? If you if you try not to go like too much on social media, like what? Where do you find? Well, you you were talking about like an illustration books and yeah, things like, like and tarot cards. I get and... like when I like do like my motion graphics or design work or even tattoos. Like I get like I try to have ideas of emotion evoked into that kind of stuff. So I pull ideas from like movies and TV shows, especially like I like my graphic designs and like this feelings that you have because like I guess my like the ideas I have are like target audiences around my age because that's the mm -hmm. what i'm emotional so, like i pull like a feeling that i had for different colors when i was a kid seeing like a tv show and i put that stuff into my work because then like when you see it, you're like i feel something but i don't know what it is yeah yeah and tattooing is just like i try to make it like just natural and beautiful and kind of like just look very elegant but at the same time have a lot of feeling to it as well a lot of motion a lot of flow so people can, just, I don't know, feel something when I see it. That sounds kind of cheesy, I guess. No, not but, I but like art is successful as yeah. it evokes emotion. Like, yeah, it drives me crazy. That's when I want everything to flow right and feel right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, it's totally a feeling. Yeah. It's a story. I mean, I look at other artists and other work, and I like, like you said about Bobby as well. Like people see it and stuff. Like if I see a tattoo that Bobby did or somebody else did, I was like, that's cool. How can I do that? Like I do it. I could take that and do this, this, and this. That'd be awesome. Not that I can make it better, but I'd love to try the, the same composition, the same feeling, but do it in the way I do it. And then it kind of like makes my mm. work and stuff. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, were you, I'm just curious, were you good in school? Uh, like you just seem to have no. just like a, <laughs> just I was, I was in a private school. I was in a private school from like, <laughs> I'm a little personal here. I was, I was in private school uh, from fifth grade, uh, sixth grade to eighth grade. My dad, somebody owed my dad money. So they're just like, just put my son in private school. So, so, so he paid for my private school. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so we did that. And then I got into like, um, uh, like high school. And as soon as I got high school, I was like, this is so cool. I got a lot of friends here. I'm not going to go to school at all. And then we just skipped every day and did everything. I, I got kicked out of, I got kicked out of high school from missing too many days. I went, to, I went to night school mm -hmm. and then, um, got my diploma and stuff for that. But, I was very uninterested in school. Yeah. It really was. So I'm I'm curious if you're the way you enjoy learning things and the way you're like, I'm gonna figure this out. Like I'm curious if that's kind of the same way you got into tattooing. Exactly the way the same we got into it. It was like I, I got tattooed a few times and um and I was I was like, I don't I I had a job. I was working a union job. I was working at a box factory and I was making well money for being like, you know, I was like 18. Yeah. And I was working long hours and I was like, I, you know, I want to try something different. And I got tattooed and it was interesting. I wasn't like, oh, this is so cool tattooing. And I was just like, I'm going to try it out. And I got it and I did it. And I was like, this is hard as shit. And like, I had a friend that was very fortunate that I, was, I did a lot of bad work on. And, and I, just, I was like, I got to get better. I got to get better. And it, I mean, it took me a long time because it wasn't easy accessible as it is today. Like, totally. I kind of just like look on YouTube or watch people tattoo fake skin. There was no fake skin. So, yeah. I mean, like it had a whole bunch of people that I kept tattooing. And yeah, I still live in the same town I tattoo in. So I see those people quite often mm -hmm. and like around town and they pop up and like I, I tattoo people again from like, oh, you tattooed me like 20 years ago. So I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> see, I'll cover yeah. it up for you. So, yeah. but it's, it's, it's something like, and that's why I feel like I'm still doing it because I can't figure it out. 
you can't figure it out. Like there's days you tattoo somebody, you're like, this is, I'm doing great. Next day you tattoo, you're like, who am I? Like, why yes. am I doing this? Like, how come the same one you got to keep remembering? Like not everybody's different. Everybody has different skin types, every, this, this, and this. Like it's just, it's a constant battle. It really yeah. is. Well, I feel like um, that story kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where like if people want to figure out how to tattoo, mm-hmm. like they're going to do it. So I like there's like, I feel like a bunch of people are pissed off. They're like, oh, the industry is too saturated now. There's too many people getting into tattooing. And it's like, yeah, but they're going to, they're going to get in. If they want to, if somebody wants to tattoo, like they're going to tattoo. Mm-hmm. So you can either like give them good resources to make good tattoos or they can fuck people yeah. up or, or, or try to learn from somebody who's like not actually good. They're just like trying to make a buck yeah. sort of thing. So, exactly. um, yeah. So, so this was like when you started tattooing, was that this like in your house? Yeah. Yeah. My trailer. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's, nice. A, it's a perfect story that people tell like, I got tattooed in the trailer. That was me. I was tattooing those guys in the trailer. Are you, are you the Florida man? Is, uh, is I'm that? not the Florida man. <laughs> my dad's the Florida man, but yeah, we had property. I mean, we had a house and then my dad had a, a trailer behind the house that he did his business out of. So like, I started living in that and not living, but like I was a young, so I had my own little house behind my mom's house, you know? So I started tattooing on my trailers. Yeah, pet gators. Uh, no, I didn't live by a swamp. I had no gators. I had like people, I got gators I wanted to go see. <laughs> but they weren't living with me. Close friends. <laughs> had, a, had a pet hermit crab. That was yeah. <laughs> so so how did that uh, evolve to where like you ended up getting into a shop? Um, I, I like I said, I tattooed a little bit out, out of my house. So it was probably like, maybe six, seven months, I'll still work my other job. And then one day I was like, I'm just going to uh, try to get a job at a shop. And I went to this uh, head shop that was, I heard that was hiring. Head shop? <clears throat> Sorry, it's like a bong shop. Ah, nice. That's why I said something, I said head shop to somebody else. Gotcha, gotcha. I said head shop to somebody else. And they're like, head shop? I was like, I guess it's the Florida thing, but head shop's like a bong yeah, shop. A okay, like gotcha. And stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so it was like, it was like a, a bong shop slash like tattoo shop and uh, went in there. And uh, I showed my portfolio, which was like all the tattoos that you saw on the screen that on my presentation was just horrible stuff. Uh, and like, and like, you know, I'm already tattooing in my house. So like when I had problems, I called my friend. I was like, he tattooed. I was like, hey, I'm doing this line. How do I do this line? He's like, just do this. I'm like, all right, well, I guess it's working. But <laughs> so I had all that work and I had drawings that I did too, which was a little different than, you know, like tattoo drawings, of course. And the guy was like, yeah, it looks good. You, you can work here, I guess. Your tattoos don't are okay, but your drawings look nice. I guess you'll get better. I was like, okay. And started working there. And the guy that works there, was tattooing there as well is Kevin. He's another guy that actually works with us right now. He's one of my best friends. And um, we were both there just messing people up, just fucking people up every day. Didn't know what we were doing. Kevin's machine plugged straight into the wall. So <laughs> like yeah. it was like a nine volt, 12 volt thing. But I was a professional because I got the professional kid in the back of the magazine. Oh, so yeah. I came in, I was like, I'll show you what I'm doing. But we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> he showed me that, what I was That doing. little like case, yeah, you know, that has like that little coil machine with like the cool like patterns cut yep. on it. Yeah, had like a skull on it and stuff. Fuck yeah. yeah. Now it's this, had one, had one tube that I used. <laughs> oh. I scrubbed it, cleaned it, autoclaved it. I was like, I'll be ready in about an hour because my tube's autoclaving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, so like, it was like that. I mean, even the first tattoo on my house that I did, like I got the kit and I was like, I want to be professional because I was, I was making decent money on the job for being 19. So I ordered like, I had the kit, I had like mad aside and all that good stuff. I had an autoclave in my house and stuff. And I was like, I can do all this. But I mean, the first tattoo I did, like I didn't know any of the, 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 um, soaps Settings. and stuff were. Yeah. So like I was spraying mad aside on them, cleaning it off. Like didn't know about that. And like, Poor guy. I mean, like if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So 
It's like, it burns. I was like, stop. I was like, I don't, this hurts. So you're like, I think it's supposed to. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then, uh, it's funny. I I started getting tattooed more and by a friend of mine that tattooed and he's a phenomenal tattooer now as well. Like he really kind of guidance me. Um, he tattoos out of, uh, he was in Ohio. He is in, I know, don't know where he's at right now, but his name's Jay Belevins. He's awesome. If it wasn't for him, my career wouldn't be where I'm at right now. He's the one that guided me. Not like he was just a friend that tattooed me, but like so much information. And uh, but calling him and doing all this stuff, I totally forgot what's going with the story. Well, so was, you never had like <laughs> you never really had like a mentor or anything. Like yeah, that. I never had a mentor or anything. But uh, okay, we go back to the shop and stuff. So yeah, so me and Kevin are spessing people up, and uh, I got into a better shop and just kind of progressed, progressed, and and then eventually like that shop closed down, and I got into a um atomic which was a uh it's a chain of shops in tampa area um but awesome people as well and they like really took me and i started being around more tattooers and more tattooers and after that i kind of like built up and learned more um, yeah it, that's why i said it took me so long to get where i'm at because it was like a seven year experience to get to that point and totally. then i feel like when i got there i was on people that actually knew how to tattoo and then it's kind of went up from there yeah yeah because because back back in the day like we had magazines Maybe there was like a show on TV that you could like yeah. slow down and pause and look at. There was, um, when I was talking, it wasn't even that. That's what's, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And then, magazines, like, like the people in my time was like Paul Booth, like uh, Travis Franklin, uh, Aaron Kane, which that story, that's what I was going to the story. I'm sorry. Um, I want the guy that's helping me. I was like, I want to get better machines. Where do I get? He's like, you got to get Aaron Kane machines. They were the best machines. And you know, I'm tattooing on my house in 99. And I was like, how do I get those? He's like, I don't know. Let's write him a letter. Maybe he'll send them to you. I was like, okay. I started writing him a letter. I was like, dear Aaron Kane, can I please buy two machines? It was the first machines he ever made. It was the double spiral and it had the grime graffiti G. Wow. And I was like, can I please have two machines, please? And uh, I wrote him a letter and I sent him money for like 650 bucks because they were only $325 a piece at the time. And like three weeks later, I got machines in the mail from Aaron Payne. Wow. And I wish I still had those machines. I don't, but um, I think I traded them for something. But I got them. I was like, I'm professional now. <laughs> And I tattooed somebody. I was like, I suck. <laughs> I'm not professional. That's so funny. So when you got the job at the head shop, were you still like working your union job at that point? Uh, no, I quit that time. Okay. I was gotcha. like, this is full time. I'm into this. And like, I was tattooing like two, three people a week. And you know, I, I they're horrible tattoos, but it built me who I am today. So. Yeah, of course. Of course. And uh, do you ever, is there any part of you that is like, damn, when you see like, people these days and kids coming in the industry having like awesome apprenticeships learning right away within like a couple months i i do i was like yeah you know, it's like you know some back your head a little bit you're like i wish that was me yeah i would be i don't know if i'd be farther in my career but it would be less struggles but yeah. also i wish it wasn't me because those struggles are where i'm at today if i didn't figure that stuff out if it didn't put me in the area i wouldn't be sitting right here like everything yeah. led to me to where i'm at today and everything that's going to happen today is going to lead me to where i'm at tomorrow like that's the thing like i don't regret anything and it's just well that kind of seems like just like how you are with everything it's yeah. like the way you got into tattooing it's like all right i can figure this out like yeah, i'm I gonna figure it out, out myself it yeah. might take you a i mean bit. i jump into stuff and fuck it up all the time yeah and i'm just like oh, i can't figure this out i can't figure this out i gotta figure this out i gotta figure this out so yeah do you think that's also kind of 
where your humility comes from too is how hard you work? Do you feel like people who may have had it a lot easier, who kind of like get it right away, mm -hmm. maybe don't appreciate it as much? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I can definitely see that. Um, just talking to people that, I mean, it's not like I'm jaded or anything, but like when people go like, you can just tell, tell them like, I'm doing this, this, and this, and this. And like, I'm like, you didn't go through the struggles. But at the same time, I'm like, that's them. Like yeah. they're, on, they're struggling their own way. Even though they're, they're putting out this right here, they're dealing with something. Everybody Absolutely. deals with something. And I, you know, I don't, I try not to judge people like that. It's because like, it does get to you. You're like, you have it so easy. You don't know. But at the same time, you're like, they don't have it easy. They And they don't know. Yeah. And yeah. The, and that's the thing. Like, so. Yeah. You, know, well, you never know. I, I feel like in, in any industry, but I feel like the industry is like constantly changing too. And mm -hmm. so it's just, I feel like as it progresses, it's just like, different set of circumstances, different set of challenges. And it's yeah. like, maybe not like, maybe it's just hard in a different way, yeah. you know, not necessarily like, right. you know, parts of it are easier, but parts of it are harder too. Yeah. You know? There, I mean, there was years after I started touching where I was, I felt like bitterness. Like mm. when I got out of my apprenticeship, it took like five years. Mm. And right out of that, I was like, I was feeling really bitter. And it took me a while to just be like, you know, people can work hard and not have to go through what I went through and that's yeah. fine. And then it got to a point where I'm like, I noticed that at any time that I felt like I was worrying about somebody else, it meant like I had to do work on my own. Yeah. It means like, it meant that like I was feeling insecure yeah. about something and I had to work on my own tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I see other people's work. I mean, like I see your work and like this other people's work. I'm just like, how, why not me? And, but at the same time, it's not like, why not me? It's like, how, how do I get there? Like, how, yeah, how, yeah. Do I, how can I do that? It's not like what they're doing that I'm not doing. It's not yeah. nothing like that. This is like, what, how can like, what is that? Like, I want to, I just want to, you know. It's so crazy to what? hear you say it. Cause I feel bad about you. No. Yeah. And that's crazy that you say that to me. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you're just saying that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love but, your mentality about it. It's like, before we started Aaron this morning, you were talking about Alex Sourcing. You're like, yeah, I want to figure out how to do that. And it was from like, just like the purest place of like, yeah, that's so cool. Like, I want to know how he does that. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a great attitude. I want to take all the tools that I have in whatever I do. And it's like, take them all. Cause if I know all these tricks and all these tools, I can apply into something that I know. I mean, I might not, I'm not going to tattoo like Alex does. I'm not going to tattoo like Bobby does, but I can take the stuff that they do. I can apply it to what I do to make it better. I mean, it's just like a video game. You just collect an item so you can be better in your quest. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yes. so, um, so when did you start to get into teaching then? Uh, I, the, I did the first explorer conference, but you did one as well. Right. Um, I met them at the first one they ever did and, uh, just kind of kicked it off with them. And what, what year was this? Probably. 2017 possibly okay maybe 18 yeah, yeah. i think it was 2017 and um the first con i didn't do the i attended the first conference and um then i reached out to jake and jess and i was like hey uh you guys are awesome doing what you're doing i love to help out if i can and as i was saying that i wasn't like saying that i want to help out the presenter or anything just, and then the next the next one they had they asked like can you do a little bit about your merch and marketing and i kind of did it like in a small crowd on the side and i've I feel like I totally messed it up because I was like, I'll go talk about it. And I got there like, what am I going to talk about? And I just kind of showed some stuff. And and then they asked me to come back for like a full length presentation when I did LA. And that's when I started doing my merch stuff. And then I did the tattoo one for them as well. So yeah, and it's just kind of keep building and building. And I feel, I do feel more comfortable talking about market di merch and uh, my graphic design stuff to how that you can apply that tattooing because 
I feel like if I'm going in front of everybody, like if you're presenting about tattooing, somebody else presenting about tattooing, like even though I do have stuff that's different, I just feel like it's very repetitive. So I want to like break sure. it up and be like, someone be like, oh, okay, I can do that with mine. It's kind of like, like I said, like you can use this, these tools to make your tattooing better, but you're not tattooing. You can put yourself out there. And I, I yeah. feel way more comfortable doing that, the tattooing. Cause I feel like, like I said, like tattooing is like mowing the grass for me. I sit down, I start tattooing. It's just like, I'm just doing it. This is it. Like you ask me a question, I can answer it. But like, I feel, I, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I also want to note too, like the way you tattoo is a, you talk about learning different ways of tattooing can be applicable to you. And I especially feel like I, I posted about it, like your style of work. Um, anyone who does any kind of like version of Neo, mm -hmm. Trad, things like that is a foundation and comply to all of tattooing. And so especially like if I hear like see people who are like who don't utilize seminars from as many artists as they can yeah. and they're like oh you know I don't do that style so I don't I don't need to like huh. go there it's it's painful because yeah. I'm like you you can apply everything you taught to everyone's version yeah. of tattooing that's why I when you asked me about your seminar doing yourself I was like I'd love to do that because I, I'm not going to tattoo like you I know I probably can't even think like that but i'll see something and be like okay that's it that's what i need to do and i'm, I'm gonna take it and this little thing i'm right. gonna make you i'm gonna make it really easy right you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> and then i'll be like okay i can use this and like it's i mean like i want to learn everything everybody should learn everything like it's you don't, if you if you're in a rabbit hole or not rabbit hole but it's like a closed room just learn the same thing echo chamber is just going to be the same all the time like that's why I like so so much information in the world just take it yeah it's crazy like okay. Yeah. Have you ever had an apprentices yourself? Uh, we had a few apprentices at the shop. Um, it was, we had about three or so. Personal uh, personal uh, apprentices uh, had one. So, yeah. But I good experience? It was a good experience. They're all yeah. great experiences. Um, it just, now it's just, not, this is not enough time. Like, I feel like it won't be fair to teach somebody because we've been so busy mm -hmm. and I don't want to just have free labor. That, that's what people yeah. feel like they have but yeah we we would want to give them what we can and make it 100 percent. and right now it's just not the time to do it so that's so important it is you know it, it's it sucks seeing people like take on apprentices when they don't have the time just for the free labor yeah. i mean i see shops that have like 15 apprentices and they, they're doing it just so they can teach them to work from so yeah. especially from somebody like i that's what i did yeah. too you know for so long and yeah. i wasn't taught tattooing for many many years how long have you been tattooing for officially or unofficially Unofficially. At 15? Okay, cool. Yeah. It sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, five years of apprenticing, so like yeah. officially 10, yeah. but you know, 15 years ago is when I got uh, somebody who was old enough at the time I was 16 to like get a kit from the head shop. That's awesome. And I had the little like coil with the stars mm -hmm. on it. Um, I didn't know what Mattacide was or I, anything I didn't like that. Actually, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know to put to put rubber bands on the machine. I didn't know you needed them. I didn't I didn't know anything. When I was tattooing yesterday, I was asking for rubber bands. And they're like, what, what for what? I was like, I need rubber bands for machines. <laughs> it's just funny because now, nowadays, like back then, I was like, everybody had rubber bands. But now it's like, this is kind of getting fizzled out, those things. So it's just funny. So you still tattoo with coils? I tattoo with uh, rotary, like Dan Cubans. But yeah. I, I still need that uh, for my line work. I'm very particular about it. And I need like 
that resistance. I need that feeling of the machine on it. Like I can feel that the heaviness too. Probably I can feel the heaviness and just feel like how the skin's reacting and stuff. Like mm. this, I can I put my thumb on it and kind of feel like how the armature bar is hidden. Like I, I just need that. And with the shading, I don't need that that much. But with line work, I'm like my line work has to be perfect. Like it's just has to be that way. And I feel like I can only achieve that with like uh, rotaries. That's only I can. So mm. yeah. Um asking for a friend how uh if if you were to use a dan cuban and it was spitting a lot Mm -hmm. what would be some things you would look at to try and fix that which one what version is it sidewinder yeah but uh it's like the newest one is there's like an older one 2017 yeah probably like a v6 or four um Mm -hmm. i i use the tassel wrath grips and I feel like those have been the best for that machine. And um, just possibly the way you wrap the rubber bands around the machine can have a little bit. I know people flip their needle bars opposite direction. I heard that. But, too, but... I, I never really had any issues with spinning, but I used those, the Gen 2 Wrath Grips. And I feel like those work the best with that machine. Mm. And this slight bend on the needle bar. Um, okay. So yeah. like a specific two. I feel like that's. So maybe that's all I use. So I never had that okay. issue. I'd, I'd had to spin every once in a while, but it's just, it's just that down pop on the end that pops that ink out of it. So yeah. like, if you kind of like, if you had the rubber bands around there and you just move the rubber bands up a little bit on the tube, but down a little bit on the tube, it kind of adjusts that as well too. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. I'll tell my friend that. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Your very... friend can send me pictures and I'll. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah I'll so... Uh, <laughs> she'll send it from her phone okay like, cool. you know for, yeah. for her friend my friend's phone's dead yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so some of the tools you use uh what do you feel like somebody who's wanting to dive into a style similar to yours what are some of the most important tools machines that you could suggest uh i mean that's so I think whatever works for you, really. Or are you even it's, big on brands, or is it more like I, it's more not really brand? I just, I just want a quality thing that's going to work and be consistent. That's really yeah. the thing. I mean, like you can use a machine. Like I was asking about your machines. You're like, I use this, and I was like, okay. So like it's it's working for you perfectly, but it might not work for me. Like I, for the longest time, like I said, I tattoo coils and stuff. And mm-hmm. when I switched over to a different thing, I was able to. Um, I used coals to shade with for the longest time. And then I just went over to like a Cheyenne machine and started using it. And like me using that machine made me move my hands differently mm. because it had that, didn't have that weight on the back. So I was like, oh, I can yeah. whip it this way now. So like I adjusted my technique with the machine itself. So it's just like, I would say, try everything until you get comfortable with what you want to use. Cause like it's, there's, there's not just one machine to buy. There's not just one thing that's going to make your world easy. Cause I would buy a machine and use it like, this is great. And then like three months later, like I'm, it's not working right for me. I got to buy another machine. And like, I just keep trying different stuff till it works. And I feel like it's never going to be ending. It's like, this is everything. Yeah. So it, it all depends on your style. Of tat- not, I hate saying style, but it all depends like how you approach your tattooing and coming from like, tattooing from 20 years ago using coil machines like i'm just so used to using that kind of stuff for certain things again that look and i feel like it's only achievable with that type of machine Mm -hmm. the cubans make it easy for me to line with and Mm -hmm. just get that because i I tattoo off the needle a lot like it hangs out far and i need an extra little whip on the end to like pop it in there Mm -hmm. so yeah as a non-tattoo artist but i feel like so many people get so hung up on like oh well what needles are you using what machine are you using yeah. and it's like it's like dude like maybe at some point it doesn't like matter 
too much as long like you said as long as you have like quality yeah. equipment you know but it's i feel like it's whatever works for you yeah you know that's what i like to say that's i use the example too of of uh one of my first apprentices they got a machine and it was like this cheap like knockoff or something and like, like a 70 dollar machine or something yeah. like that and he, he was like man like it's like this is fucking himself like i'm not tattooing well with it and i was like let me try it and you're like this thing's awesome yeah, I used it for like I used it for. She used it for the whole tattoo that day. It came out badass. I love that tattoo. I was like, <laughs> and it's just an example. It's like, I think if you're really good tattooer, you can figure it out with yeah. a safety pen and ink. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I use my machines like when I'm lining and stuff. I'm like, maybe there's something better. Maybe it's not working the way I want it to. I'm gonna get this machine and do it, and then just doing the same thing I'm doing. I'm like, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just doing this. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's just hard. And then I'm trying to figure that, find something that's easy for me and it's not like it's just, everything's the same and this is it's yeah it's i don't know it's, yeah n nothing no tools nothing replaces just hard work yeah doesn't and consistency mm -hmm. so when when did you move to opening up your own shop uh we opened our me russell and we had another partner alex we opened a shop in 2010 it was called trilogy tattoos and that's from uh we had a, we worked at all worked at the old shop together called Atomic Tattoos, and, and um, was it, this was in Tampa. Tampa, well? yes. And then um, we owned that shop for ten years, and then Alex parted ways with us, and me and Russell went over to Heart, which we opened that up in twenty twenty. It was yeah, the twenty twenty one somewhere around there. Yeah, twenty twenty. Mm. Cool. How's that been? It's great. Your shop, love it. Yeah, um, it's definitely the favorite shop so far. So yeah, awesome. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have plans for the next one? I mean, I have ideas and like, it's not like a next shop, but like how we can make our shop better and just keep progressing and evolving and stuff yeah. like that. So totally. So it's, um, you and Russell running it. Do you have any other help, like a shop we, manager or anything? We don't. Like that? That's the thing we, we, we've been wanting to look into this. Stuff. I think I saw you were hiring we're, for some, or looking. We're looking for an artist. Um, we gotcha. had, we had one of our artists left and, um, when we closer to his family, so open a little private studio up. We miss him a lot, so but we're like we can't replace Danny, but yeah, but we're trying to find somebody else. Um, but yeah, we don't have a shop manager, we don't have a phone or anything like that. And because the old shop was like it was kind of run like we came from Atomic, which was like a walk-in based shop. Sure. So we're like we're gonna structure it this way. So we did that for ten years. Like, well, I don't know if I like the structure in that way. Let's try this this way. And now we're trying this way. Like maybe we can do a mixture of that and this. Yeah. So then uh, we're trying to figure out like, get a shop help, get like maybe a little more, like maybe, maybe we should get a phone. Maybe we shouldn't get a phone, maybe a text line. So, yeah. But I mean like, so, since we don't have a shop help, like it would be really bad for have a phone and then like, I'll answer it and like get up and start, you know? Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. So like nobody ever answers it. Yes. Yeah. So everybody just comes in and does their own thing. And you know, we all, it's awesome. It's a big open space, kind of like here, and nice. we all yell at each other and make jokes all day. Yeah, so that's fun. That's what I love about it. So, yeah. When's your next seminar? <laughs> I won't land. Wasn't it? Oh, I love Dre and Amanda. Yeah, an electric field. It was, it was great. Oh my god! Like, it, it, I, I can't express like how awesome it was this weekend. Like, it was so welcoming. The people that came to the seminar was amazing. Like, it was. Like they said it went perfect. I felt like, like, you know, like I was stumbled a little bit and stuff, but they said everything was great. So like, yeah. I was like, this, this is it. It was awesome. I love that. I love too, that. I think 
yeah, 99% of the people that came to your seminar were women. And yeah, just, it was just so I was cool. Like, this is my demographic. That's cool. Yeah. So, I think they said there was like very one eagle, eagle dude there. Yeah. 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 It's just so cool. Like seeing it. People think I'm a woman already. So <laughs> yeah, I get it all the time. So. I guess Squire is a little bit. Squire, yeah. And then like, I do pretty tattoos. So yeah. they come in like, I'm here for Squire. Like that's me. And they're like, I stop it. <laughs> <laughs> they just leave. This, yeah. I was like, they, no, it's me. I do pretty tattoos. Like, I didn't expect the beard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've owned a shop for 12 years now. Mm-hmm. When did traveling come in the middle of this and how did that come about? Uh, I think really after the first Explorer as well. Um, that's when I started, like, I kind of want. I started some of the presenters. I knew Dan Pimble very well. He's a, he was a friend. I love Dan. Dan. Yeah, we, we met him at the last convention. He's super he's, nice, dude. Yeah, Bob Dan. Yeah. Is, I love Dan. Um, so I went to the Chicago convention, and he was there. And I was like, "You're doing a seminar at Explore." He's like, "Yeah, you should go." I was like, "And I was like, oh, I'm really curious how you do this." And I saw Teresa was presenting. I was like, "How does why does Teresa do this for?" He's like, "Just come and ask him." I was like, "That's how it works." So I went there and. I made friends with like Teresa. I made friends with like other people. Like I think Justin was there. I made friends with Justin. And that's so badass because you've been tattooing like fucking 17, 18 yeah. years at this point. Yeah. And you're like, they'll like, oh, I want to figure out how they do all this. That's, that's, so I mean, it's cool. just things that they did. And like, I was just like, why, why, why do you do this? Like, what, what makes that that? Why does it look so interesting for? Mm. And um, so I, I did that. And after talking to some of the people, like I had a lot, a lot of people that came to that seminar was people that I was already friends on the internet with. So I met him in real life and I was, it was a very humbling experience. And I was like, I need to put myself out there no more. I need to travel. I need to meet these people. I need to work at their shops. Like I'm not going to, I can look at this stuff from afar and try to figure out, I can just be there and be like, Hey, can I just watch you and do it? So I started traveling more, serving more, um, more guest spots than conventions because conventions are great too, but you're just busy the whole time. They're yeah, really, totally. I bet in the day, like I guest wanna, spots I, are a lot more intimate. I just want to sure. go eat dinner and go home. So, yeah. but so the guest spots, I started doing more and putting myself out there. And, and that's when really it kicked all the traveling stuff off and me like trying to figure stuff out and get that way. Dang, that's so cool. So it was born out of like, I want to be around these people. Yeah. I want to learn more. Yeah. Awesome. And then like Instagram helps so much, just like being able to easily book up and go out in that area. So <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was nice. So, but, and just for people who don't know, so like when you traveled, you like lived in a trailer, right? uh, that came, that came later. Um, okay. We, okay, I started, well walk me through this. Okay. I'm so yeah. yeah. So 2017 uh, is when the Explorer thing happened and I started doing more guest spots and started traveling more. I started, made, I made a good clientele. I, I came to Austin a lot and I, I love Texas. So I love barbecue, my favorite thing in the world, barbecue and nachos. So, oh, yeah. so, and they have it here a lot. <laughs> so I started going back and forth to Austin a lot and um, I was like, and I was going to Portland as well. And, and the, the, the type of tattoos I was doing was very popular in the Portland area. It's like very florally and stuff like that. So I was traveling more, traveling more. And my kids started getting a little older and my wife started working, doing the laser cut stuff and working from home. And this out of nowhere, we're like driving down. Cause if you go on like one of our interstates in Florida, there's just tons of RV stuff. And I was like, we should buy an RV and live out of it. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, right. I was like, let's go look at them. And we went, go, <laughs> we, go, we went to go look at them. And it was like, it was a, was a regular like forest river. It had like a little bunk bed, super cheap. And she's like, I can't do this. I was like, yeah, right. And we're a couple months went by again. And I was like, well, let's go look at the Airstreams. They look kind of fun. And we went there and she's like, I can do this. 
And and then and like literally we saw a, a model. My kid my daughter my daughter was 14 and my son was 12 or 11 at the time. And we saw a model that had like bunk beds in the back and stuff. And I was like, let's go, let's go look at it and see like if it can fit us. We walked in it and we bought it that day. Nice. Yeah. We didn't have a truck yet or anything. So like we went to go buy a truck like the next day after that. And and we were rented our home at the time. And I was like, this is it. Like we let we let lease go. I, I was still part owner at Trilogy. So I told the guys, I was like, hey, I'm going to travel for a few months just to kind of do this because I had this opportunity to. And, uh, and we did. We did it for eight months. So we left, we left Florida and we came to Austin. And like I said earlier, we stayed at Lake Travis and um, we were there for a month. We had no plans where to go after that. Like I was like, I have clientele in Austin. It was the first invitation that Tony did. Yeah. So I, we drove straight there and I never towed anything, never drove that far. And I was like, we'll be in Austin in 17 hours. I got a tattoo tomorrow. And I was like, we get there at one o'clock in the morning. I can sleep and tattoo. We got there at eight o'clock in the morning because we thought like, it would be the speed limit, but you know, towing something takes extra time. Yeah. And on the way out, on the way out of Florida, like I left my wallet on top of a truck and lost my wallet. So like, we're almost out of Florida. And I was like, I can't get an idea if I'm out of Florida. Like I could possibly, but it's gonna take so much time. So luckily, like we're almost out of Tallahassee area and there's a DMV and I was like four 30 and I pull up to this DMV. We had this big ass truck and it was this DMV was like in a school bus. And I was like, I don't know about this. I walked in there and I was like, That's so Florida. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, I'm here for a good ID. Like, oh yeah, sit down. I was in there for ten minutes and out in ten minutes. I was like, this is great. Okay, so <laughs> when I need an ID, I'm driving a Tallahassee. Yep, yep. still the school bus. There's a school bus and it was fast because I was like, we're gonna be here all night. I said, this is taking our time. So, but we got there and I, luckily I was there for a month, so I, I canceled my appointment and just hung out at the convention all weekend. I was like, I can't tattoo. I was going on pure pure adrenaline and because I was not tired and um. So we stayed in Austin for a month and my wife figured out the rest of our trip, how we're going to go and all that stuff. And I kind of like picked major cities that I know had some clientele in and shops that I can like kind of grow my clientele in that area. So we did like, we did Austin, then we did like Denver, Salt Lake City, went down to Vegas. Then we did, uh, I was supposed to, that's when LA, when the explorer were doing their women's summit, I was trying to go to LA, but we was able to make, cause there's fires going on. Uh, so we went to San Diego, we went to Portland and we got to Portland to like the very end of like November. And it was just rainy the whole time. And we got really depressed because we stayed in our trailer the whole time. Oh, like our cats are depressed. My kids are depressed. And we're like, Oh, you had cats with you too? We had two cats. So yeah, so we had the whole family, the whole family with us. So uh, just this, cause usually when we park somewhere, we can like go out and have fun. Yeah. But now since it's, it's rainy, rainy yeah. like we had nothing to do and there's nothing outside activities. So we were still there for a month. That's a great time. And then we left and came back home. Yeah. You know? So when you started guest spotting and doing conventions, that was kind of like, cause you wanted to travel, you wanted to learn, but like, is that what kind of drove the RV thing too? Or like, what was the RV thing? I was like, I wanted, I was able to do that. Okay. So I was like, this is the time now that I have my family. I always traveled. I want them to come with me. I want them to be a part of this as well. Yeah. So, and we're able to, my kids, we know went to homeschool and all that stuff. So my wife almost killed him, but it, it worked out. She's well, awesome. so how was that whole experience it was fine this is my daughter did great my son's like me when i was young oh not so. the homeschooling but oh, like okay. just the traveling <laughs> okay. in general okay i was like that sounds great you know he would give a little bit of trouble yeah. <laughs> like oh like uh you're you're really like uh, the driving down great. market right I can, now. yeah knock on wood like we didn't have any issues um i think the only issue we had is when we got to portland area something happened to our trailer or, or okay we're in lake tahoe 
and it wouldn't come unjacked. Like it got stuck on there and the jack wouldn't come down. And that's the only issue we had the whole time. And then like knock on wood, that's the only thing that happened. Everything else was like smooth sailing. Yeah. Well, I know Airstreams are like really high quality. That's the reason we got it because too. like we bought it new and our truck new is because like any issues we have on the road, we want like, I don't want to be stuck somewhere and be like, we got to get our truck fixed. We got to get our Airstream fixed. Yeah. So we got everything new so we don't have those issues. And yeah. It was, it was great. And we still have it and we still travel. So we're planning a trip this summer as well. Yeah. I so. love that. So how was that for like your your kids and and your family? I, I think it was I think it was a pivotal like you have certain parts in your life that you look back on and like I remember when I did this I remember when I went to college I was like this is like that starts off like I remember when we traveled and the, those kids are gonna be like I remember when we traveled and that's and I, they loved it I mean it was a it was a very awesome experience and it was since we we're only living in a trailer and the our overhead cost was so low like I only work for like a week and then we travel for three weeks. That's awesome. So that, yeah. that was the best part about it. And like, there's just so many, there's so much awesome stuff to see. And this, I wish, I wish I could do it again, like that long of a time. And I could, but it's this different part of my life now. Like yeah. Growing and, yeah, know, totally. Me and my wife plan on doing that after my son leaves and he plans to go to college or whatever he's doing. Um, In two years, we plan to travel probably for another six months and do the same thing. So, awesome. and then we can do it well, how we do it. So, yeah. And so you were like, you didn't even have a house at that point because mm. you were just renting your house. So you're like, left no, the house. Uh, we, we, uh, we rented our house. We, we were renting our house and we let our lease up and we, as we're moving out of our house, put the stuff we wanted on in storage. And, uh, we stayed at a park where we packed everything up. And I mean, we got in the trailer and, and I'm sitting there in the truck. And I'm like, here we go. This is it. I drove and hit a pole. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit. And I backed up and then I left. <laughs> so, so. so it was all, all, all got better from there. Yeah. yeah it, it, pretty it was pretty much where start. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it was, it couldn't go any better than it did. Yeah. And you know, not everybody's gonna have the same experience, but like, well, I was just very fortunate that it went the way it did. Yeah. I was going to ask if you'd like recommend that. To other I recommend, people. I mean, if you can do it, people can do it. People, if they can, if they can travel, like they have the opportunity, everybody, I think like tattooers have the opportunity to do it. And like, oh, maybe when we booked up, I'm like, let's do it. You will like just go if you have no overhead cost. Like I cannot suggest enough. That's something that you should do. Like it, it was a remarkable experience. I feel like even if you hate it, like you're still gonna take something from that experience, yeah, right? I mean, you do. I mean, yeah. you, it's like you you lose all your necessity. You lose your comfortability. That's the biggest thing because like we're living in a, a small like Airstream don't have any slides. So like it's a 30 foot trailer inside like 20 foot by like seven foot. And we have a, te a teenager or like almost a teenager and a young kid and two cats. And like, there was times it was like, totally. Yeah. But like, if it wasn't for that, we want to grow as a, a family as we were. Yeah. So that was, that was the best part of it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could do it. I'll be honest with you. I, I like, I like space. Uh, have you ever seen that? Like show? It's like, too. um, <laughs> It's kind of, I don't know what it's called, but it's kind of like house hunters for RVs. Okay. Like yeah, people yeah. like going to look at the RVs and it's like the most pimping thing. They're like, oh, we have seven kids and we're going to live on the road. And there's like fold out dining room tables. And I'm just looking at it. I'm like, dude, it still looks too small for we, me. <laughs> that was two years ago. We went and we were like, let's get a big RV. And I mean, my daughter was, was already off to, um, she, like I said, she joined the national guard. So she was already gone. It's just me and my son. And I was like, well, now we have my son. I was like, let's make it let's buy some dirt bikes and we can like travel around with dirt bikes. So we got dirt bikes and everything. And I was like, how are we going? Like when I, when I first traveled, what we did was I had the trucks and I bought a motorcycle. So when we get to these areas, my wife can use a truck and I can have the motorcycle. Yeah. So, um, 
we got rid of the motorcycles. Like, okay, we're gonna get dirt bikes now because my wife's like, I'll just I'll drop you off wherever we go, and we can have the dirt bikes. And uh, I was like, well, let's get a bigger trailer. So we went to go look at like huge trailers, like 45, 50 foot trailers, and they were great. But I mean, like two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars. I was yeah, like, I'm gonna price. buy this thing. It's gonna sit in storage for four months out of the year, six months out of the year, and then we got to get a bigger truck to tow it as well. And I was like. And like, do I really need this? Because we're not going to be doing this on full time. Yeah, but totally. at the same time, like you said, I look at it. I'm like, I want more space. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I felt like it would been selfish. I always got it and be like, I have more space when I'm in this for three months out of the year. Yeah, but I, I it was, yeah, I, I'm being for, going back out in like six or eight months, like we said. I'm kind of like, I'm like, I want, my, I want my space. I don't know if I can do yeah. that again. So I don't know, but. If you're, if it's just you and your wife, though, it's I feel perfect, like it'll yeah. feel way better. Me, yeah. my, we, we traveled with my son last year and it, it was great. Like we, we went to, we, we took our dirt bikes that time and went around and dirt bike. And it was a whole different experience, different feeling. Everything was great. That's awesome. So what are some of your favorite places that you've been to? Definitely. Uh, Dawson and the brisket. I love Texas. Um, those Texas and brisket, but anyways, <laughs> uh, like lower Colorado and like Salt Lake city and like Utah in general is part of my favorite places. They have so much like so much stuff to do there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's a beautiful That's state. so beautiful. They're both beautiful states. We're yeah, we're going in April. Yeah, never what, been. You going to where? What part is it? Uh, just Salt Lake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never but been Dre been keeps there. trying oh, to get me it's, to it's ski. It's a clean there. city. It's beautiful. It's it's awesome. I feel, I've never been there. I feel like I'm really gonna, really gonna like it. Yeah. If I, if I, if I can move anywhere else, it would probably be like Utah area, Texas. Have you done much like international travel? <laughs> Bless I, you. I, I, just Iceland. So. I just Iceland. Just Iceland. Just Iceland. Uh, <laughs> you need a tissue? I'm good. Um Yeah, because I feel like on your deathbed you're you're not thinking about like all the work you've done. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about the memories that you made yeah. and the people that you love. And it's so important to It is. I don't want to look back and be like, I wish I would have done that. I wish yeah. I would have done that. And and I wanna do that. I wanna do it now. So yeah. Ugh. I love it. And I love getting to know more about you. I'd like the, the man behind the sick tats. Oh, that's yeah. me crying in the shower every night. It's cool. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. So what's, I mean, what's next for you, man? I mean, your son's going to graduate in a couple of years. You yeah. And like I said, we're probably going to uh, travel a little bit and um, I don't know. We, we do want to do international. We want to travel international. I want to do more international conventions. I've never done it. Um, I just, I want to, I just because our kids, I want to take my wife with me with, while we go over there. So it's kind of hard with them as well. So I guess we're going to wait to that. And then we're going to go over there and do some things. Like we went to Iceland before I tattooed out there and then she came out there and we traveled. That was awesome. But yeah. That's the only forest I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Iceland would be so cool. It was cool. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a beautiful country. Small. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody's crazy. Yeah. I bet. They have like an app that tells you if you're related to somebody. In case you, in case, in case you want to hook them up in the bar, you're like, hold on, if you're, if you're family members, and that's like, that's not, it's so true. So that's a million dollar idea, right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. They're like, they're like last name. Okay, we're cool. <laughs> we're, we're good. This is only like a half a million people. I think it is. Like, yeah, maybe less than that. But that's wild. My dad talks about how his like cousins met at a bar and they didn't know they were related yeah. until they. It can happen. It yeah. can happen. Never know. <laughs> Especially yeah. from the same area, the same town all the time, yeah. like. Everybody knows everybody. That's really funny. <laughs> well, uh, have we got you? Anything else you want to talk about, or um, whatever you guys? We talked about traveling, 
floor how, man shit. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, this is my website. My name is squarestrayhand.com. And uh, hopefully we we'll email you back. Yeah, but, merch for sale? Uh, not right now. I have some new stuff. I'm kind of, I was talking about it earlier today. Like I've been selling the same stuff for probably like three years and now I'm getting to it. It feels like it's very repetitive and it's, it's bothering me. This is the same. So I want to, I'm kind of person that like, I don't want to keep pushing old stuff. I want to do something new and have a wow factor. You know, I want people to come up like, Oh, there's new stuff here. Yeah. So I'm trying to get some new ideas. We have some new things I want to push out. I have a, we have a little side project we're going to start doing. So like a, clothing not a clothing line but like a whole new line of stuff that we're gonna name and brand so we're trying to figure that out but hopefully within the next few months we're gonna advertise it and get it out hopefully for the Austin convention yeah awesome. Awesome. can't wait it's gonna be fun cool see you there yeah well man thanks for thanks for joining us no, I know you had a, had, a, had a busy weekend <laughs> yeah it was great I'm are great. you exhausted dude uh I feel great today I, I was exhausted coming up to it it was it was a lot of sleepless nights. Do you because you, you flew in Saturday? I flew in Saturday, flew in Saturday night and our Saturday evening, and I still, you know, decided last minute to redo my whole presentation that week. And don't we all? Yeah, <laughs> I stayed up until like you know I got the presentation done like finally around two two thirty Saturday night, and I had to do it next day. And then I was like, I'm done. I got a tattoo tomorrow. I got to draw my tattoo still. So I want to see, I want to see it around two 30 and then woke up around five 30, like set my alarm and started drawing. And then I drew a tattoo and I was like, I don't like this. And I, I redrew another tattoo after that. And then did a presentation. So, but you know, at the same time I'm like, maybe my body like stress, like they love, they love stress. Maybe this is like, I'm addicted to it. Maybe yeah. this is why I do this myself. Cause I was like, you <laughs> feel this way. Like, subconscious, subconsciously, like you like doing this, but you know, like I was saying, I'm, I'm going to look back at this. This would be a pivotal part of my life that yeah. I can look back and be like, okay, yeah, I remember this. And like, you know, this is something that I can reference for later. And yeah. You tried your best. I tried my best. That's all that matters. So important. Yeah. Well, and, and did a great job. Okay, for, from from all accounts. Oh yeah, no, sorry, I didn't. I'm I'm, I'm referencing the four. Said, I was like, I know, I tried my best. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was referencing the four agreements where where one of the things that you should live by is like always do your best, mm. even if it means staying up to like two thirty in the morning, five in the morning, because you want to do your best. So you always yeah. know, like, well, you know, like I did my best work. Yeah, did my best work, and it was incredible. The bit that I I saw in your seminar was. Phenomenal. I was so inspired. I'm glad you guys came. I'm glad I met you there too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Super. I gotta tell you, you look fancy as fuck. I was like, damn, that's a beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> I was heading to the dinner, man. I had to look I had to look nice. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Insane, I looked at you and I was like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> I tell. Well, thanks, man. And uh yeah, thanks for taking the time out of your out of your schedule to come do the podcast. It's been awesome. No, it was awesome. Chatting yeah, with you and getting it. I feel like I feel like I've known you for a long time because I listened to that Bobby podcast cool. a couple of years awesome. ago and, and that's why I like these things, because I feel like you like feel like you know somebody a little bit better. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I was really I was really I was like, Yeah, sure, I'd love to do that. That'd be awesome. And I but I stay here like I want to interview you guys, ask you all your questions, but I guess you don't do that. So, <laughs> no, I mean, you can. We got, we got some time. I don't know. What, I don't know what to ask you though. It's like I just. We can also just like hang out as friends too. I like doing that. <laughs> like hanging out as friends. So, yeah. Get some dinner or something yeah. at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. That's awesome. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow Squire on Instagram at Squire Strahan. Check out his website, SquireStrahan.com. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>